lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, all you ATLians out there. Welcome back. We're here at it again at TM5 United. Gonna break down the Atlanta game this past weekend against Orlando. But first of all, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Hope you guys are having fun, um, chilling on the lake, spending time with family. Abner, do anything good this weekend? Yeah, man. I was actually, you know, out in uh, North Carolina, you know, with the family, rented a cabin up there. So it's pretty nice. Had a good time. We got good weather. We're a little uh, worried because uh, some uh, bats. Uh, storm was supposed to come by, but they actually faded away, so that's pretty nice. Nice. Where, where in North Carolina? Uh, we were in Murphy. Murphy, right oh, there okay. by the about 17 minutes from the casino. And you uh, didn't go in? A... Yeah, yeah, we went. <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> was Lady Luck on your side? Uh, I mean, for a good couple hours it was, but then after that, you know, everything went down hey. the drain. You gotta, you gotta get out while it's good. Hey, that is what it is. Well, nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a, a, anything too extravagant like that. But uh, caught the game with my family, like I usually do for uh, on Saturday, and then uh, we had a cookout at my sister's house yesterday. So played some cornhole, played some ping pong. You know, I still run the tables on ping pong. Oh, so, okay. Uh, it was it was a fun night. Nice, nice, but, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is. We're recording this on a Monday night, so we're gonna break down the game that took place Saturday where Orlando City and Atlanta United met in Orlando, t- came to a 1-1 draw. Um, you know, we talk about games like last week where we tied Chicago 3-3, and that one felt like, even though we drew, it was more of a loss because we played with a man up for 40 minutes. But this is a game where we felt like uh, the <laughs> reverse. We probably should have lost this game. We're lucky we got a point, so it feels like a win. And to be honest, you know, I'll break down the, the moments of the match. But um, we could have actually stole three points, which would have been, would have been pretty crazy. But first, Abner, I know we've talked about it about who's the real rivalry for Atlanta United, and I was I was uh, I was bringing it up last time. I was like, is Orlando really still a rival? Because we got Charlotte, Nashville, Orlando so far. They got Miami. Uh, but dude, that environment in the game, it was so chippy from the mo- the first whistle to the last. There's some scuffles, some. Uh, some decisions for the ref or non-decisions for the ref. The ref was pretty questionable in that game. But, man, I mean, it's it's still a rivalry. Even though Joseph Martinez isn't there, uh, man, that game was – the environment was pretty pretty tense. Yeah, and you know what? That's crazy because you know what that tells me? It's just like, um, you know, when you go – when you join a team, it's like, hey, this is how we do things, blah, 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 this and that. So that means, like, they know that this match is such a big game for both sides that it's been passed down from other players or players that already been there, right? So you can, you know, easily tell like, hey, GG, like this is this is one of those games. Like this is one of those games where things can get chippy. It's, it's going to be a rivalry game. It's, it's going to go hard. So that's awesome, right? Because it actually grows it. It continues that hatred between both clubs and that fight for both clubs. So I kind of like that, man. I, I'm, I'm glad the atmosphere was what it was. I'm glad our 17s traveled. Um, were loud and as loud as they can be, man. And I saw um, a couple pictures, man. They had like about like 10 security guards around our our, yeah. our, our visiting uh, you know, uh, fans out there. I was like, man, like they, <laughs> that tells you another thing too, right? I'm sure because I saw the Iron Lion firm. I think they're pretty, pretty crazy out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it made it made the game that much more fun to watch with it being so tense. Uh, but so the the uh, the main key moments of the match. So um, 
and we'll, we'll break down this in a, in a little bit, but uh, Orlando gets the goal in the 30th, 30th minute, um, and pretty much the first 45 to 60 minutes of that match, I mean, Atlanta United, was it was very difficult to play out, uh, uh, play out of their press. A lot of sloppy passes that turned into a counterattack. Uh, just just the midfield was really disjointed. Um, but we pulled it together, and it had it not been for an amazing save by Brad Guzan, which we're glad he's back. We'll get into that, too. Makes a great save. Beautiful shot, too. A great save. And then um, our young Tyler Wolf scores in the 86th minute. Ties it for the for the five strikes. We get the one point. Um, so, um, what's your first reaction to this, Abner? I'm kind of like, hey, you know, we didn't play that well. I'm cool with the draw. What about you? Yeah, man. I think um, I think we would feel like uh, the opponents uh, last game, right, um, where they figured everything was at loss and going down a man and trying to, you know, them getting the point was a win for them. So I feel for us. Um, you know, not playing that great the first like 60 minutes um, and, you know, Brad making a couple of great saves, keeping us in the game. I mean, the, the guys were smiling after uh, the match. You know, I saw the, a couple of the highlights, a couple of the uh, pass uh, or the post game. Um, and it, it, I think for a lot of them felt like it was a win. And I feel I feel like the same way. Um, like you said, we could have easily lost this game, um, but getting that one point. Like you, like we said before, getting a one point away is is critical, but you got to protect your home. Yeah, exactly. That's what I bring up too. Is points a one point away on a draw is really great as long as you're taking care of business at home. But if you're not doing that, then you're gonna need to pick up a few wins here and there away. Um, so really quick, as I mentioned, uh, we got Guzan back in the lineup. Uh, he was great to have there. I'm glad he's back. He looked good. Like I mentioned, he made that great save. And uh, I mean, I think his presence is just larger than life. Something you can't really replace. Um, and then Gigi got the start. So it was good to see Gigi. He did come out in the 67th minute. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then, you know, we had no Iwata this game. Um, yellow card suspension. No Sadie's injury. Wiley with the national team. Um, Arusha got the red card last game. So with all that being said, I mean, I was uh, I was pretty content with the lineup. Um, you know, we had Hernandez in there, we put, pushed Brooks letting up. You had Etienne starting over there instead of um, Arujo, And then you had Sosa in the middle um, instead of Ivada. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty strong lineup. <laughs> Would you agree, Abner? Oh, yeah, that's definitely that's something that we uh, kind of mentioned, too, uh, pushing Brooks up a little bit higher. Um, and, you know, Hernandez, have I mean, he's shown a pretty good past uh, three games so i think it was big now granted you know the the subs were made because of the situations that we're in with the red card injuries and uh uh you know caleb wiley being at the u20 usa uh the world cup down there in argentina so i think definitely uh, helps out you know to see something different and see something different that you know that you can use down the line so i, I was pretty satisfied with the lineup i liked it um you know i think they they did well um, but granted, those—I mean, those subs actually, you know, somewhat paid out. Uh, what do you think of uh, Gigi coming out? What do you think is more of a, hey, we have a game midweek and another game on, you know, coming up, or is it more of a, um, he probably wasn't producing as much and maybe something different? What do you think? I don't think it has anything to do with production. I think it's more okay. about managing his minutes. 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do Wednesday, and you know when we get down into the match preview for this coming up uh, Wednesday game, we'll go into if we think Gigi's going to start or not. Um, but yeah, he looked like he was pretty frustrated. He came out in the 67th minute. Uh, but you know, all your all the best players are always frustrated when they get taken off if they feel they can go the full 90. Um, but if he feels like he can go the full 90, maybe just just let him play it. But I guess with from Beneda's perspective is like, hey, better safe than sorry. We lose Gigi for you know an extended period of time. That would be detrimental to our team, as we've mentioned over and over again that this team cannot score without Gigi, even though we scored on this one. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, you mentioned uh, you know the perfect lineup to start the game, but the players were not performing. And we've talked about this uh, time and time again that when teams press Atlanta, we tend to struggle, and that that happened for the first sixty minutes. Uh, we couldn't get out of the press. So many turnovers. Um, it really was only the last 20 minutes that Atlanta United actually played well. And the subs really made a difference. So we had Tyler Wolf come in. Um, who He got the goal. So obviously great game. He also had Fortune come in. That um, I mean, he played those two young kids. I mean, they came in. I don't think Fortune made one pad pass. So it's great to see those young players being able to come into a difficult situation. Then you had Miguel Berry come in, who uh, he did all right. I, I called it as soon as he came in for Gigi. I was like, Miguel Berry's going to have a great opportunity that he's not going to score on. And that happened like literally five minutes later. Um, but he did have that one uh, where it randomly looks so goofy. He like dribbled through like three players and got a good shot off a goal. And I was just like, holy crap, where did, where did that come from? And then, of course, you got... Machop Chol, who's up. I think if we keep going, I think by the end of the year, he's going to play every position on the field. <laughs> so he comes uh, in. Uh, I mean, he does a decent job. He has a great chance on goal uh, to actually win the game for us. I mean, uh, so he it's... He's about, it's, like, what, 30 yards up top? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he got a great position. He get it, um, but it would have been great for him to score it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's Machop Cho continues to be an enigma because you're like, he's not bad, he's not great. Uh, sometimes he produces, sometimes he doesn't. So it, it's interesting. But you know, I, I like I, I praise Pineda for those subs. I think they were great, and obviously it's great to have um, Tyler Wolf score his first goal. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Having a, a little cub come in, you know, a little youngster, another youngster, right? Kind of reminds me when uh, Caleb Wiley kind of came up to his own and, you know, came on into the frame up for Atlanta United. Uh, so it's good to see that, man, because, you know, last couple of games, Wolf actually hasn't played that bad as he comes as a sub. Energetic guy, man, just goes after it and um, pretty good um, for him to get to get that goal. Hopefully gets him going as well, you know. Um um, as I mentioned, you know, Caleb Wally is playing well over there as well with the U.S., so that's also good news. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to this game, you know, I'm I'm just – I'm glad, you know, we were able to, you know, grab a point out of it. I'm glad we were able to, you know, get Guzan back there. You know, that made a difference as far as leadership and a couple of saves that he made. Um, and also just see something different that is something that where we can – take a take a good start and take a look at and maybe use it you know because we know david so many competitions we're gonna have to use so many different um formations different players blah 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 so it's kind of nice right. to see hernandez get some playing time him um actually do well um as far as um uh the game and then lennon up there you know he's gonna give you those crosses and he's gonna give you that intensity and work up there um what do you think about uh amada's form lately 
Yeah, man, he's kind of been in a tough run of form lately. And when we say tough run of form, for a player of Amala's caliber, his bad game is most people's good game. We just expect a lot more from him. But um, yeah, especially like I mentioned, those first, the first 45 in particular. Uh, I mean, he he his he gave a couple passes that led to turnovers, dribbling a little bit too much and turning the ball over in really bad positions. Uh, so, I mean, he obviously still was creating opportunities, and um, he's still a great player, but uh, he, he's, he hasn't been playing, uh, you know, as, as well as we'd like to see him play. So, a part of me, and this is a, a large discussion I want to bring up, is that, you know, all, all the players that we, you know, bring over from South America that are young and up, young up-and-comers that probably want to go to Europe, what is their level of commitment? Because I feel like every... Every year or every couple of months, I always hear Pineda or another somebody else speak about the intensity, that the players don't have the intensity and they're not winning the 50-50 balls. Because in that first 45, Orlando was winning every 50-50 ball possible. Uh, it got a little bit in the second half, but not by much. So, I mean, I think players like Almada, Arujo, uh, you know, they're kind of, kind of, you know, tuning out, checking out, and their their minds are on other things. And I think that really hurts this team because we need people here that are here for the, you know, the long haul. Yeah, exactly. And that's definitely, I mean, that's what we're going to have to deal with, you know, especially with the Mada. We already know where Ujo's going. Miles Robinson is another one. We don't know. Um, so it's, you know, it's a good good thing, but a bad thing, right? Because uh, like you said, you don't know where, you know, once you know <laughs> that, you know, you got transferred to another, you know, like in my position, sometimes you get transferred to another story. You're like the last week, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be here. So why am I even trying my best? Or, you know, some people have that mentality and it is what it is. You know, you, you get moved and that's life. It happens. So, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's, it does play a play mind games with you, you know, and plays mind games with you being a part of a, are you part of a project, uh, you know, that you're going to continue or you just, you know, you're about to leave that project. So now you got to focus on new projects. So, yeah, you know, I kind of hope we get this uh, resolved. Either he leaves and we resolve it as quick as we can or he stays. And let's let's just focus on the season, knowing that, hey, you know, at the end of the season, you're leaving. But hey, let, while you're here, let's let's go ahead and uh, and uh, produce you know, to your best of your abilities. Right. Right, and uh, we mentioned this, so we uh, we keep bringing it up. But I think with having Garth Lagerway now, who's obviously he was with Seattle, and we're gonna see, I think, a change in how we are scouting and what players we look for. Instead of getting the young up and comers to sell off and make a profit, that we're gonna find those South American players that they're not trying to go to Europe. If you look at um, Seattle Sounders team, they've had players that have been there for years. You have uh, Rui Diaz, Lodiero, Roldan, like. All those players, they've been there for a long time. You, you throw Jordan Morris in the mix, a couple other players. I mean, that's why they've been so successful. We're, we're, I mean, our turnover for this club is is crazy, right? We're gonna lose two more again this year, and hopefully not Miles. I'm hoping that maybe, uh, you know, they might make Miles Robinson a DP. And I think, you know, we, we talk about who are the who are the best performers of this club week in and week out. We're always talking about Brooks Lane and Andrew Gubin, right? Neither of them are DPs, you know, and, they're like, we, and if we don't have them in a the lineup, you know, our team suffers. So it's like we can find, I think, quality players without, you know, backing up the, the, the Brinks truck and paying all these South Americans to come over. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, 
you know, like you said, you know, we got to believe in the system. We got to believe that, you know, he's going to bring uh, something different, something uh, smarter, at least, uh, to continue, you know, the tradition here at in Atlanta United, because it's that's why, like we said earlier about the jerseys, it's hard to get a jersey of a player because you just don't know if they're going to stay or they're going to leave, right? Uh, yeah. So that kind of, that's kind of unfortunate. But I hope they have a plan in, in place. I'm, um, sure I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure they they talked about different possibilities and stuff like that, you know. And then, um, you know, obviously in June, you know, congratulations to um, Almada. He got called up uh, for the preseason or for the friendlies that Argentina is going to have up. But what sucks for us, he's probably going to miss, like, I think two or three games with us. So here we go again, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. we have to learn to live life without Almada and Arujo. Um, Just to wrap up the game, so, um, it, you know, Gigi comes out 67 minutes. You got Miguel Berry comes in for him. You have Etienne, Sosa, and Hernandez all come out. Um, you know, I don't have an issue with that. I think Hernandez really struggled in this game. Uh, he got he got beat pretty bad on that the goal scoring chance that they that Orlando converted on. Uh, he struggled on that one. Etienne um, continues to get in great positions, <laughs> but doesn't do much with it. So he needs to develop that part of his game of either like taking one quick touch and shooting on frame or you know, setting up somebody for a chance on goal. But he he's always getting in that danger zone, which is good. He's got to develop that second part of his game. Uh, pretty solid game from Sosa. No, no complaints there. Miles Robinson, you know, it, it, you get so used to of him doing a great job that you don't really notice what he does. But he's just, he's great. Always um, solid at the back. So let me just go through the match stats, Abner. Mm-hmm. And the stats, they look better than they were. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta really turned it on the last 20 minutes. So possession was even, 50%, 50%. Orlando's expected goals is 1.14. Ours is 0.54. Orlando had 13 total shots. We had 11. Orlando had five shots on target. We had three. Uh, again, if it wasn't for the last 15, 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure we didn't even have a shot on target. Uh, so, I mean, and that, I guess that's a good and bad thing for Orlando that we'd never give up, but also we're always, we're always, seems like we're chasing either the game winner or a game tying goal in the last few minutes of the game. Um, but even still, we had we passed at eighty seven percent, which is kind of crazy because uh, I told you, you know, we we there's a lot of missed passes, a lot of sloppy play, uh, and I'm sure a lot of that passing came when the the center backs were just passing it to and fro from each other. Um, but yeah, that's those are the stats. I mean, so Lando, so we dominate this series by far. So I'm glad we tied in their home stadium. We just got to make sure on the reverse side that we get the three points at home. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, you know, now, you know, being at home, obviously the atmosphere is going to be hectic away, but, you know, hopefully, and I'm sure, you know, we're going to be, you know, definitely twice as loud uh, when they come here. And I just hope that, you know, we can uh, continue uh, the rivalry tradition that we have with them, right? Because, I mean, it, it brings a good intensity to the game. It brings great soccer. It brings, it brings that gritty soccer, too. Um, and it brings those, uh, you know, anticipation that you know you're going to get a good game out of it, right? You, you'd hate to right. see it. You know, the only the only way you, you hate to see it is if we get destroyed and, you know, or, you know, the other way, I would love to see that any day. But, <laughs> right. um, but man, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, David, I think we can walk away with a – you know, let's, you know, 
you know, rub our shoulders, you know, swipe, uh, wipe the sweat out of our head and, you know, be glad that we got one point out of it. Um, I'm just glad that we to see Guzan back in gold, man. I think that's yeah, a great, great sign. That was great to see. And he was, he was, you know, pretty early from recovery too. I think the initial was like eight to 10 weeks was he'd be out. So great that he came back early and, uh, you know, he just, he, he adds a level of, uh, safety to, to that back line. And, uh, he's just, uh, He's also like a leader on the field, which is something we'd be we've been missing. He's but, probably uh, alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> All right, let's get into this match preview. So we mentioned um, we, got a, we got a short turnaround. We play Wednesday again, but after this Wednesday, we don't play um, on the weekends. So we week, right? yeah. yeah, so we get a, a week's rest. So we are playing New England Revolution back at home at the Benz. Our uh, head-to-head, Atlanta United's got five wins. Revolution's got three wins, and we've got three draws. So we got a slight edge on New England there. Um, Atlanta United, we did drop to fifth place, so we're in fifth with 23 points, with 15 games played, and then New England is in third with 25 points, 14 games played. So we have one more game played than them. So it'd be great if we can get a win, and we would uh, we would jump them. Uh, and then New England is coming off of a 3-3 draw at home against Chicago Fire. Uh, so New England hasn't won since May 6th. So if we were to beat them, they'll, they'll go probably a whole month, if not more. So that's great for us. Uh, we mentioned we need to get these three points at home if we're not winning away from home. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, how do you feel about this game, man? Are you ready? Uh, uh, New England has been bleeding goals. They... They, again, they let in three goals this past week. Last week, they let three goals against Philly. I mean, it's a game. I think it's going to be high scoring, to say the least, right? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. <laughs> you would think, right? Last time we said that, we thought it was going to be uh, the same way. Um, but, yeah, man, looking at their lineup, I mean, they got Bobby Wood. Um, you know, he did have a couple caps with the U.S., uh, so he's going to be good. They got Josie coming out the bench, which I mean. They got the old team USA on yeah, the whole, they basically, on the whole I mean, they got the US, they got the former USA coach as well. So I mean, uh, yeah, they, Bruce Arena. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's crazy though. Like goals per match, you know, St. Louis is at two point two, we're at one point nine, and New England is at one point six. Um, so that kind of tells you, like, you know, you're expected. Uh, you know, that it's going to be a definitely a high, you know, high scoring game. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully our defense can come up. And uh, definitely do some damage because uh, uh, I would love to see. I would love, I would love for us to have a shutout, man. Like that. That's that's my key, right? One zero, two zero, three zero. I don't care, man. We have a shutout. You know, it, it just brings that energy to our defense. We know what our offense can produce, especially with Gigi there. Without Gigi, we we know we're lost without him up there. So um, I think it's gonna be a high intensity game. I think uh, being a Wednesday, being summer, schools out. I expect a uh, full capacity, you know, definitely a, a noisy, a noisy game. Um, and I hope that, you know, Atlantic United can come. And like you said, we need those three points. Uh, so um, you just want, you just want the clean sheet so they can donate to the children's healthcare of Atlanta. Oh yeah, for sure. That's too. That's always an added <laughs> bonus, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I forget what they're up. I think they're up like six or eight or $8,000. We haven't had a whole uh, lot of clean sheets this year. <laughs> we had, let's see, one, Two, three, <laughs> three. Yeah, three. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, they're like at six thousand. Yeah. I think it's two. I think yeah. it's two thousand per clean sheet. 
Uh, but yeah, you mentioned they got so they got Bobby Wood, Josie Altador, Omar Gonzalez, all former U.S. men's national team players. Um, Josie Omar on the bench. Bobby Wood's been start, uh, starting. He scored last week. He's been on forum, playing pretty well. They also got Emmanuel Boateng, um, and they got Charles Heal. He he was top goal scorer uh, last year for them. So definitely some players to watch out for. We know Bruce Arena. Obviously, he's been a coach that has won a lot um, in MLS and performed well with the national team. But um, speaking for Atlanta United, what lineup changes do you foresee coming into this uh, midweek game? Obviously, we talked about we got a quick turnover, um, but we have a, a week rest break. So do you think uh, Beneda is going to go all out with a starting lineup that we're accustomed to seeing? Or you think he might give some players a few rests, uh, some rests and start have a, a different starting lineup? Um, I think maybe the only thing that changes, maybe Arujo just comes in the lineup. Uh, Brooks goes back to his normal position and, you know, we have that, you know, the same, I think everything else pretty much stays the same. Maybe Ibarra comes in. Uh, but like I said, our midfield, we either with Ibarra, with Sosa, they both bring a different dynamic to the game. So I think either way, we're okay. Um, with New England, obviously they got, um, what, 25 points. We're at 23. Um, but once again, you know, some of these teams have played 14, uh, have only played 14 games. So, that's definitely you know it's it's can't really yeah. look at it as a standing standing because you you know not everybody's leveled as far as that's why we need a three we need a three <laughs> points that's why we need a we, three points mm-hmm. well, a lot of teams that are in the hunt with us in that in that block most of them has, have played 14 games we played 15 yeah because right now that. Cincinnati's only played 14 in their first place with 33 Nationals played 15 with 28 <sighs> New England's played 14 with 25 Philadelphia is 14 with 24. We're at 15 with 23. So, yeah, you know, that's just a top five. I mean, I can go down the list, but you guys get the point. We need those three points at home, man. Yeah. And you said, um, Arugia would come in, uh, for, I guess you would say Hernandez and push Brooks back. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think Arugia would play on the left with Goodman? Well, yeah, that's, or I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like he comes, yeah. And then it then goes to the right. Oh, you would have Etienne on the right. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I have a feeling that I think Benita is going to stay stick with Hernandez and Brooks Ledin on the right. And then probably have Gutman and Arruja on the left. Oh. But, um, yeah, we'll see. But like you mentioned, yeah, Ivara for Sosa. Maybe that happens, maybe not. Maybe just to give Sosa a rest. But Sosa looked pretty good last game. So I don't, I don't have problems with him starting. Um uh, and then Gigi, uh, you know, I hope he can start and go f- the full 90. We really won't know until the game of. But I know Benita said over and over again that he wants to make sure that we're not, you know, overstretching, overstretching him and that he fully recovers. So hopefully that happens uh, and we get to see a full, healthy Gigi play. Uh, because I think when he's at 100% healthy, we're playing well. I think he's unstoppable. Abner, what is going to be the scoreline for this match on Wednesday? Uh, because I'm going to be there uh, 2-0. 2-0. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I say uh, 3-1 Atlanta. Ooh. Hey, you're not going to give us a shout-out, David? Come on, man. Dude, this, this, the facts say otherwise, dude. But I, <laughs> I, it'd be nice, though. We need it. We need. A sh- we also need, we need to keep that intensity from... The beginning of you know minute one to minute ninety. So 
Watch Let's way see. out of the norm, way out of the norm prediction. It's going to be like 5 4. Hey, that's possible. Many <laughs> goals because we're, I mean, we're the second team uh, giving up the most goals. I would think after this 3 3, New England's up there with us. So both teams uh, right. score a lot and give up a lot. So, I mean, it's great for the fans, especially if you're a neutral. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what the game plan is for Bruce Arena. A lot of teams come into Mercedes Benz thinking they're going to play a certain way, and then we see them just park the bus. So we'll right. see. <laughs> and then we mentioned our next game is until Wednesday, so we won't have a, a preview for Saturday. Um, and we're going to be playing LAFC next Wednesday in LA. That's going to be a tough one. So we'll, we'll break that down uh, next week. But anything else to add on that before we uh, catch up with some news and notes from around the globe? Yeah, man. Once again, you know, heads high. We got a point. Let's come home and uh, get get three more. Take care of business. Yes, baby. sir. All right. So you meant you touched on it. So I want to. You know, we're we're fourteen, fifteen games in. What are we playing now? Thirty four games uh, a year, a season around there. Thirty four. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close to halfway point. Um, Cincinnati has been playing um, outside their mind. I mean, they've been playing great. I think the Supporter Shield winner uh, race is between Cincinnati and LAFC. Uh, do you do you have a different thoughts on that? Hmm, let me see. Cincinnati's what thirty three. LAFC's twenty five. Yeah, but look, LAFC's only played oh, yeah, twelve games play because of games. the CCL. Yeah, so dang, so they still got you. They got ground to make up. Ah, uh, man, I think it goes to Cincinnati. I just, I, have, I just think they're playing extraordinary, man. Yeah. Hey, With our know, the, Brandon Vasquez over there. Yeah, that was our guy, too. That's crazy. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I, I have Cincinnati taking it. Obviously, things can change. People can hit a dip in a run of form. Uh, but it's just I just wanted to take a quick look and see if, if we're, we're seeing the same thing. Um, another result that, that caught my eye over the weekend, uh, Charlotte FC beats LA Galaxy in LA. One nil. Mm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you saw, but afterwards, how many more like, games, man? Well, that's the frustration, and I think everybody's uh, agrees with the the sentiment with the fans and the supporters. And after the game, I don't know if you saw the clip, but there was a supporter, like a few supporters after the game, and some players were kind of like talking slash yelling at each other. Then the, the coach Greg Batty comes over, and he's kind of talking to a fan too. So it's just things are really, really tense out there. And it's, it's just, it baffles me that there haven't been any uh, any decisions or changes made from a managerial perspective, either the president out or the coach out. Things have been the same as if there's nothing wrong. And that's crazy, right? I don't know. Um, I think it was, who was it? AC Milan? Um, I think they had some travel fans and they ended up losing the game. And same thing, you saw like the coach, the players talking to the fans and everything. And it's crazy, like, because you see that in Europe a lot of times. You see players apologizing, you know, for, you know, their form or, you know, getting, you know, I, I think PSG did at one point because they got knocked out of, you know, the Champions League with having, you know, a star trio up front, you know. So, you know, it's, it's just, it just shows you how much the uh, fans care about the club, right? Because they feel like they're a part. And I think it's, yeah, it sucks because, like, when you get to that point, it's like your club is doing terrible. But it also shows, like, 
the players care care about the fans and the fans care about the club and the players that they want them to do well and they're just expressing their emotions and their you know their thoughts and everything like that because like galaxy i mean that's not just a small club right you're talking about yeah. a historical club um obviously you know with the stuff that they've done with who they brought over and you know a lot of people know la galaxy you know um they're a big club so um man i just hope they get it right you know because um i think it's good for the league uh when get galaxy has a has a competitive team um especially in those matches against lafc and san jose and those like that you know it's it brings good you know it brings good um competition around right especially out there in the west we see a team it's like you know seeing like barcelona real madrid or uh Manchester city or one of those like not doing well when they have a you know that historical um team or that historical background you know it, it brings you um it brings you to perspective of how big that club really is. So um, it sucks, man. I, I, um, I did not expect that. I think I had galaxy actually winning that match. So when I saw the, uh, the result, I was, uh, I was pretty shocked. Um, Why? Well, yeah. And I actually watched the game. Okay. Was, it, so it, not only did Charlotte win, um, win no, but it looked like they were the home team, especially for the first 45 minutes. They were the ones with more possession, creating more chances uh, so that's what made it, uh, you know, the the loss even worse. And then on top of that, Charito gets a red card, two yellows, mm. second yellow, and he's sent off. So it's like these, it's like anytime you think it can't go lower, it goes lower. You lost a Just DP keep going for the next and going. game. So we'll have to see what happens. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's something that can just be fixed. You, you know, I think there needs to be some real changes. And obviously, we talked about the the summer transfer windows coming up. I think they got to make some some really big decisions. And uh, with that being said, Galaxy there in last place in the entire league, so that would be 29th place with nine points in 14 games. So we talk about this over and over Ooh. again. M- MLS is a very uh, forgiving league because there's so many teams that made the playoffs. All Galaxy would need to do is string three wins together, and they're in a playoff spot. <laughs> but the problem is, wins are hard to come by at MLS. We you know we see it week in and week out. Um, because of the you know the the manufactured parity we have in the league, every game is a dogfight. You know, you, you're uh, look how many late winners that Atlanta United has by just one goal scored in the last minute. If it wasn't for like those two two games that we got points out of in the last few minutes, I mean, we'd be sitting in a different position. But yeah, and then some other some other results. And man, Sporting Kansas City beat Portland four to one. Nashville mm. beat Columbus three to one. Um, so, uh, man, yeah, uh, what's tough is I feel like a lot of the Eastern East Eastern Conference teams are are really cruising right now because you have Cincinnati, Nashville, Philadelphia, even Charlotte now. You know, they're all kind of <laughs> they're hitting form, <laughs> and that that's what makes it tough. So we got to make sure we're we're reciprocating that. Um, let's shift gears, Abner. You, we brought it up a little bit earlier about Caleb Wiley. Going moving to the under FIFA under 20 World Cup, USA beat Fiji 3-0. Which the whole time I was watching the game, I was like, "How the heck did Fiji qualify?" <laughs> right. <laughs> but USA won 3-0, so that moves them to the round of 16. First in the first in the group, they will be facing New Zealand, which Guatemala also had faced, and they lost 1-0. Mm. Um, and then Guatemala, sadly enough, they crash out. The last game, they lost 2-0 to Uzbekistan. No goals scored for Guatemala. And 
That sucks. They had a, I, my grandpa was saying this team had a lot of hype. One of the best teams Guatemala has had in a while. And we nothing. Donut, man. Put donuts on the board. Uh, not good for them, but good for the U.S. They play New Zealand. Um, I believe that game is tomorrow. So I'm going to try to find a way to watch it while I'm working. But uh, like the New Zealand didn't look like anything special because, uh, you know, I think Guatemala could have really beat them. We just got unfortunate with uh, our keeper getting injured. So I think it's definitely winnable for the U.S. And then we get to see, obviously, uh, our own Caleb Wiley that has been playing pretty well. So that'll be good to see. Yeah, definitely, man. It's 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 very unfortunate, man. With uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you you cheer for your team, and this team looked good, looked ready, and they just uh, didn't perform. So yeah, some some key injuries happen, but you just you know, it's just it's levels to it, you know. And unfortunately, we're just not there um, for. Uh, but as far for USA, and I was you know obviously talking about Guatemala, but obviously for USA, I mean, they're cruising, man. They're they're getting goals USA. left and right. USA. So hey, man, we still got USA in this. We got USA, you know. Hopefully, they can you know continue. I think they beat New Zealand. Um, obviously, in these knockout stages. The intensity rising, so you can't really go off from their previous, you know, three games. It's, it's, yeah. you know, you got, you got, you got the job done. Now it's win or go home, right? Basically, game seven every game. <laughs> um, so hopefully USA does well. Um, so yeah, or if we'll you're see. the Lakers, it's like game four. <laughs> so funny, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah, United um, podcast. <laughs> I forgot to mention also the USA that um, I forgot there was two matches since we last recorded, but they beat Slovakia uh, 2-0. So that was a that was a team they were competing for the top spot. So because we finished in the top spot, we faced a third place team, which is New Zealand. So right. we've got everything going for us. Um, another thing we got LAFC is playing Lyon in the CCL final. So the first leg is um, this Wednesday. That'll be in Mexico. So, um, you know, we, we talked about this, whether we're rooting or not for LAFC. I'm kind of like 50-50 in the middle. Like, if it goes Is it two games? Yeah, two games, two legs. Mm. Um, um, yeah, man. I'm not sure when the return leg is. Mm. But um, either way, I, I think they have LAFC favored in this one. Because, um, you know, we've talked about it. They're, they're on a freaking tear, man. And... Uh, <laughs> It's just every time I think they're gonna somebody's gonna stop them, they don't. But let's see, LAFC was in a final before and they they blew it. So let's uh, you know I don't know what to expect. And then the return leg will be Sunday, June fourth, um, and obviously that'll be at BMO Field in LA. Mm. La- last thing I want to talk about Abner is um, the EPL season has come to an end, and Leeds United slash Leeds USA. Gets relegated. Um, I think we all saw it coming. So, or we got uh, three American internationals. We got Weston McKinney, um, Aronson, and Tyler Adams. So, for one, McKinney, he was on loan from Juventus. So, he's probably going to go back. I don't know if he stays with Juventus. He's definitely not going to stay with Leeds. Uh, you think Aronson and Tyler Adams also go somewhere? Yeah, so with McKinney, he goes back to Juve, and I think Juve just got a new coach, so I guess it just depends, it depends if that coach is going to have him in his plans. If not, I mean, I see McKinney getting brought back to the EPL, from, but from a different team. 
let me see here. And I think Aronson, I was reading, he got like a trigger where he, uh, if they got relegated, he can, I don't know if he can oh, go yeah, that's right. free or something like that. I don't know. It's something in the contract where, you know, he's able to get out of leads. Um, and I think that's a possibility. I mean, he wasn't really being used anyways. And it was a nightmare, right, with the coaching swaps here and there. And um, the unfortunate, you know, part is, uh, you know, um, like we were saying earlier, McKinney was getting like, you know, yelled at, booed at and stuff like this. But like when you get loaned out like that, like, you know, it's it, it's hard to come into a season where they're already in turmoil and you as one player really can't can if you're that special player. But really, when it's already down like that, it's hard to make a difference in that um, <laughs> in that team. Um, so I, I think all three. Um, if I had to put my money on it, on it, I think they all leave. I think they all get um, transferred. Uh, one with obviously Eris's, um, um contract, uh, McKinney going back to Juven and Tyler Adams. Uh, he may stay because I think he has more of a um, longevity and you know connection with that team. You know he's done well ever since he got there. You think so? You think he goes to championship? I, I mean, I'm just, I, I just, I just think he. If I would have to put money on, obviously, who would, you know, if he would have stayed, I mean, I think he may, but I, I honestly, you know, you get down, you need money. So I think they all three leave. They all going to have a new club. Um, speaking of him and the Americans as well, Pulisic, I hope he leaves too. I hope he gets bought <laughs> out by somebody because. Why don't, need- how, why don't, why don't we have all three of them, McKenny, Aaron, Central Adams, and then Christian Pulisic, and they all go to Fulham or in T- Tim Ream and uh, a Robinson. And then you got another. <laughs> Like, Fulham used to be the Fulham used to be the club where all the U.S. internationals play because they had uh, Brian McBride, Clint Dempsey. Um, I believe they, they didn't doesn't Beasley play there or Eddie Johnson? Um, one of them, I think, did. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, Beasley yeah. played at uh, uh, in, in Scotland. Oh, and uh, Boca Negra played there too. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, eh, so we'll see, right? I mean, this is a fun time in soccer as far as. Uh, for European soccer, a lot of transfer, a lot of rumors. Um, you're already hearing rumors that McKinney might be going to uh, Brighton because they, you know, they did well. Um, so it, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. I just hope they go somewhere where they play a good amount and get to, you know to keep the good form. Obviously, for what's coming up for the USA um, as far as soccer. And speaking of USA, David, what um, did you hear about Jesse? Oh, that that's that was on my notes, but not for uh, for that. But yeah, he's like uh, the front runner, right? Yeah, well, that and then also uh, with Napoli sacking their coach, or he left, or something like that. I'm not too f- sure. I just saw it um, that he might, you know, he was one of the he might be a front runner for that job too. For Napoli, that they just yeah. won the they just won the league. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I don't know. Right, it's going into there. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, you can only take whatever is being said out there, even from guys that are, you know, like, you know, a top, you know, age, not agents, but top uh, reporters, you know, you just never know, right? They can be saying, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so is going here, so-and-so is going here, and at the end, they're like, oh, no, I'm staying, <laughs> you know? Lots of rumors of Mbappe leaving and, you know, having this, having that, and at the end, I think they had, like, a little award ceremony. He's saying he stayed. Now, you can even take that as a word because you never know, right? You just, 
never know what's going to happen in this crazy transfer. You never know what's going to happen with meetings and stuff like that. So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, man. But obviously, uh, we're not going to have a head. I mean, we do have a head coach, but we're not going to have the main head coach till after uh, the, um, is it not the Nations League? The Nations, Nations League? League? Yeah, yeah. The Nations League. The Nations League. Um, you know, match against Mexico, and then Ooh, if we beat yeah. if we beat Mexico, then obviously to the final. So we're gonna. Um, so I mean, I I think that's smart. I think you know, you know what, you know, this guy's been with him for a while. Let him continue that into these couple of these. But at the same time, you know, a match against Mexico in a competitive in a competitive match is different than a match versus Mexico in a friendly, right? Right. Exactly. It's never a friendly against Mexico. Exactly. Well, let me ask you one last question, Abner, before Uh-oh. before we get out of here. So we, you, you brought up Jesse Marsh. He was obviously the coach of Leeds before you got sacked. Uh, and you got Jesse Marsh to start off the coach. Obviously, we you know he got sacked. There was another coach brought in. Still got relegated. Didn't make a difference. How much of the blame of Leeds getting relegated is placed at the feet of the Americans? Oh, I don't think any of it. Any of it? No, 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 no. Look, you had obviously uh, McKinney was brought in, and I, I would argue that McKinney probably wasn't the right player to bring in at that time for Leeds. I think they needed somebody else, and they also Leeds also had a lot of injuries because Bamford was out for a while. They the goals really did dry up. Aronson, though, he you know him being you know he he's he's got the title forward but he kind of plays you know like that false nine type of player does it for the national team didn't really produce much up front either so i would say you know at least 20 to 30 percent is on them uh yeah well sorry um sorry it wasn't not not napoli it was uh monaco It was, uh, yeah, Monaco is the one that he's been. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, not Napoli. Sorry, that was that was my bad. Um, and he, I also saw this stat right here. Um, you know, they spent about fifty million on Anderson and Tyler Adams, and they brought in McKinney. So, uh, I think I agree with you. I think it was a wrong time for McKinney to go there. But at the same time, McKinney probably saw that as an opportunity to get playing time because he wasn't getting anything at Juve either. So, I think you know it kind of is like, okay, well, yeah, I can go there and just play. You know, get you know, not, not just sit around and not play because it's different when you you know playing in real games and just practicing, right? And right. Uh, you know, leads, leads with Adams, they had a five wins, eight draw, eleven losses, and without Adams, they only had two wins, two draws, and ten losses. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like yay or nay, right? Uh, kind of pretty much even uh, as far as uh, as as they go. So uh, I I think now that actually seeing all this information, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think they do get a little bit of uh, of uh, um, responsible for what happened. Not majority of it, but definitely a minority part. Yeah, but it is what it is. Hopefully they're on to bigger and better places. Uh, I feel bad for Leeds, but I'm sure they'll be back up, uh, you know, in no time. Uh, also, just want to give a shout out to Luton Town. They got promoted from the championship. I think they're the first club to go all the way down. I don't know whether they're like the fifth tier or something and get all the way up to the Premier League in, in less than nine years. And I don't know if you've seen their stadium, dude, but it's pretty. It's, it's crazy. Pretty, yeah. You go, you, go, you go like through people's backyards to get to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, crazy. Yeah. Shout out oh. to them. They, so they have a 
they have a 10,000 seat stadium and I, I believe they, I forgot what number of millions of dollars where they're gonna have to invest millions of dollars to get it up to like, you know, like the EPL code or whatever. So, uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see just like when Man City comes to play there and they got these million dollar players that are worth their entire stadium uh, playing loot in town. So that's, that's, that's a cool story. That's crazy. All right, Mijito. All right, man. Before we're out. Nah, man. You know, like I said, I'll be there in the stadium. I'll be like, where's Waldo? You find me, you get a beer. If you don't find me, then that sucks for you. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be rowdy. You know, definitely cheer on our boys to get three points. Um, summer's, summer's here, fellas. I mean, I think it's been here for but summer's here. Uh, school's out. So let's let's rock and roll that place, man. Let's get loud. School's out for the for summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. We need, we, need a, we need those freaking three points. I think the last time we got three points was in that Colorado game. Mm. So we need a win. Uh, we need to boost morale and let, let's get to it. Go ATL. Let's go. Vamos. Peace, y'all. Yep. Yeah.